following message was delivered at Bible Baptist Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. Second Kings, Second Kings, chapter five, this morning. Uh, again, let's remember those who are sick. Elaine has who's with us today. I'm thankful she's here. Uh, <clears throat> pray for her family as she's had some sick and. Uh, her dad, I believe, passed away. I don't know how it's going with the rest of the family, but let's pray for her and her family. Amen. And for one another, for those who are sick, not here today, that uh, God will raise up those who are sick and uh, present them again whole and <clears throat> over this. But Second Kings chapter 5 this morning, Second Kings chapter 5, will begin, <coughs> excuse me, in <clears throat> verse 9. 2 Kings 5, looking at verse 9. So Naaman came with his horses, with his chariot, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go wash in Jordan seven times, and when thy flesh shall come again to thee, thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Parfar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean? Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. I'd like to preach from this passage of scripture, cleansing the leper, cleansing the leper. Let's pray. Father, again, as we come before you this morning, God, thank you for your grace, your mercy, your goodness. Father, thank you that we have recorded for us in thy holy word another instance of your cleansing of someone. And Father, you did more than cleanse his body, his flesh of leprosy. Father, you cleansed his soul of the leprosy of sin. And I pray, God, that as we look into thy word this morning, Father, that you'd help us who are saved by grace to remember what you did for us. And Lord, if there's someone in this room today who's not saved, never been saved by the grace of God, Father, may they find cleansing from their leprosy of sin in Christ even today. God, thank you for all that you do. Father, do something in our hearts today that only you can do. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Again, cleansing, (coughs) excuse me, cleansing the leper. Now here in our text, we see a man named Naaman a Syrian officer in the army, probably a, a general, what have you, a very uh, valiant and victorious man. And yet, what a sad thing, he was a leper. It says here in verse 1 of 2 Kings 5, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Assyria, of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. You know, what a What a great commentary about the man. He was so many great and wonderful things. And yet, at the tail end of it, something that marred his entire life was the fact that he was a leper. And leprosy in in his day, and even in the day which Christ lived himself, was a a disease. And it was not very contagious. You know, sometimes we have a funny idea about... uh, uh, whether something is contagious or not, something like a leprosy, we, we might think, ah, you know, I don't want to be around it, I don't want to touch it one, even one time, surely I'll get leprosy. Well, it's not that way. Leprosy itself was not, and is not as contagious as we might imagine. Not that it isn't contagious, but, you know, it's been said that uh, you have to be around it for an extended amount of time before you could possibly be infected by it. It's a slow degenerative disease that eats at the the, the starts on the skin and eat, begins to eat down toward the nerves. It's very slow. It could take, you could take up to 40 to 50 years to die by it. You know, some people say, well, I wouldn't want to get leprosy. Well, it's a slow degenerative disease, and eventually it might kill you if you don't die first of something else. I remember when I went to, to the doctor and talked to him about uh, my prostate cancer, and he said, well, you know, most men 
as they get older will probably develop prostate cancer. And most will live with it but not die from it. But there will be some who will die because of it. And if I, I could have been one of those as I got it early on, the Lord helped deal with that. But you know, uh, <clears throat> prostate cancer is not contagious. You know, but leprosy is, but not as contagious as one might think. Now, that being said, and as a matter of fact, in our world today, there are treatments to cure leprosy. And yet still leprosy persists throughout much of the world. Many of the third world countries and Asian countries, it still prevails. As a matter of fact, at any one time in human history, there's upwards of 500,000 people in the world that have leprosy. And it's been said that some 600,000 new cases develop every year. So they are treating it, but it's not a disease that's, that's ever been truly eradicated from the world. But you know what, folks? Even more devastating, if you will, than physical leprosy is, if you will, the leprosy in the human heart, the leprosy called sin. It's a slow degenerative disease, folks, that will finally land us in a place called hell. If you will, look with me to Isaiah 64. <clears throat> Isaiah 64. You know, you know there's been much talk about um, COVID, and, and it looks like, given enough time, maybe <clears throat> if you haven't been vaccinated, maybe mo uh, most will get it. Not, most will not die from it, even though the numbers seem very high. Most will not die from it, but yet many will. But as contagious as that is, folks, something even more contagious or something that we all deal with as a terminal disease is the leprosy of sin. In Isaiah 64, <clears throat> Isaiah 64, and looking at uh, verses uh, 6 and 7, here the Bible says through Isaiah the prophet, Isaiah 64, and verse 6, but we are all, now he says, we are all, all of mankind. Anyone that comes into this world, we all are born with this disease. But we are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we do, all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. This speaks of, if you will, the likeness to leprosy that our iniquities and sins are likened. You know, folks, we're all, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all infected with this disease. And there is none that calleth uh, for good, calleth upon thy name, that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee. For thou hast hid thy face from us and hast con, uh, consumed us because of our iniquities. Folks, we're all dealing with this common problem of leprosy, uh, spiritual leprosy, uh, if you will, called sin in Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59, if you look there with me, and the Bible teaches us because of that sin of leprosy, just as, you know, physical leprosy, what they try to do is, is if you will, isolate those who have physical leprosy so as to not create a problem for everyone else. And oftentimes, uh, leprosy is a problem for families, so they're separated from their families, they're separated from society, they're, all, they're called unclean, and if they're ever to come into the presence of some who do not have leprosy, they are to cry, unclean, unclean, speaking of themselves. Now God said to us in Isaiah 64 that we're all unclean because of the leprosy of sin. Now Isaiah 59 and verse 1, Isaiah 59 and verse 1, behold, <clears throat> the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Folks, the thing that separates us from God is the leprosy of sin, a leprosy that all of us are guilty of, all of us. The Bible says there is none good but one, that is God. Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7 and 20, there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. We all have a common problem. And you know, it's sad, you know, some don't want to admit to themselves that they have that problem. You know, <clears throat> sometimes people get a sickness and they refuse treatment because they don't want to believe in their own heart that they've got a problem. 
And so they avoid the treatment, they avoid the help, they avoid the medicine, they don't get the cure, and then they sometimes die because of it. And folks, God doesn't want anyone to die, if you will, because of sin. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. And the death he speaks of is not just going six feet under the ground, but going further to a place called hell. But thanks be to God, that verse says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Or there is a cure, there is a cleansing for uh, the leper, even as we find in our text. And so as we talk about cleansing the leper, we want to talk about three things, first of all. First of all, look back with me to 2 Kings chapter 5. <clears throat> 2 Kings chapter 5. <clears throat> and we'll begin in verse 2. 2 Kings chapter 5. And we'll begin in verse 2. <clears throat> the first thing we want to consider is this. As we're talking about uh, finding cleansing for our leprosy or the cleansing of the leper, first thing we need to do is seek the Lord's help. In verse 2 of 2 Kings 5, And the Syrian had gone out by companies <clears throat> and had brought away a captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife, and she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel, and the king of Syria said, Go to, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. I mean, he was prepared to, to get this cure, purchase this cure. <clears throat> and he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman, my servant, uh, to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. Now the king of Syria is sending uh, <clears throat> Naaman, but Naaman wants to go. You know, he's willing, hey, if there's a possible cure uh, for this uh, leprosy, I, I want the cure. And they're ready to buy it at whatever the cost. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter, verse 7, that he rent his clothes and said, am I God to kill and make alive? And that this man doth send unto me to recover him, recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. Now, the king of Israel's upset. He's saying, wait a second. I can't cure this guy. He didn't realize that the maid had pointed to the prophet, not the king of Israel. And verse 8, And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let uh, him uh, come now to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. Now what was really going on is the king of Israel sending, he's seeking to, if you will, and Naaman is seeking to the God of Israel for help. They had heard that there was a prophet in Israel, and by the power of God, there was help for him to cure him from the leprosy. Look with me to Psalm 105 this morning. <clears throat> Psalm 105, and let's look at verse 4, Psalm 105 and verse 4. Now let me tell you something, folks. When You know, Naaman had no hope for, for recovery or cleansing from leprosy, but in this message that there was a God in Israel that could help him. You know, when it comes to the uh, leprosy of our sin, folks, there's only hope for us to be found in the God of Israel, the God of the Bible, the one true and living God. Psalm 105, verse 4. Psalm 105 and verse 4. The Bible says, <clears throat> Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. You know, here, <clears throat> excuse me, here, was a man who had leprosy and he sought to the God of Israel. He sought for help from him. You know, when it comes to our problem with sin, our spiritual leprosy, the only one that can help us is the Lord. And folks, it's not about how much money we have, not about who we are, but rather who the Lord himself is. We are to seek him and not ourselves. Look with me to Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29 <clears throat> <clears throat> and looking at verse 11, Jeremiah 29, and we'll begin in verse 11. 
Here the Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. This is the Lord speaking through the prophet. Say of the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. He's talking about giving them hope. And, And he says in verse 12, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. You know, folks, we've got to begin to realize that the only help for man and the only help for any of us concerning the sickness of leprosy, the sickness of our sin, is in the Lord. And we need to seek Him with all of our heart. You know, I don't know how many times I preach to people, talk to people about the Lord, and the whole goal is that that maybe the Lord can begin to help them to realize they need to seek Him for help. Amen? You know, I've been saved for 41 years, but I didn't save myself. I didn't get baptized as a Baptist to go to heaven. I had to seek the Lord. Someone pointed out to me, you know, maybe you should go to a church here and and let them tell you about the Lord. So I sought the Lord, as any one of us may do, uh, to be saved in Luke 11. Luke 11, verses 9 and 10. Luke 11, and uh, verses 9 and 10. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said, and I say unto you, we'll start in verse 8, he's talking about prayer. He said, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he's his friend, yet because of his importunity or his continual coming, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And in verse 8 or 9, I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Unto you, for every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh it shall be opened. You know, here Naaman the Syrian was seeking the Lord, seeking help from from God, the only one that could help him. He couldn't find help in a, in his own physicians or any other kind of religion that he was involved in. He had a problem, and he needed help of God. And we all have a problem. And I don't care what religion you're involved with; religion will not deal with the issue of your sin. Only the Lord can do that, amen? Only God has power through Jesus Christ to forgive our sins, to deal with that issue. And the Bible says, ask and you shall receive, seek and ye shall find. It's a promise of God. You want help from God, you recognize that the the biggest problem we have today is not COVID, but sin. Physical death is one thing, spiritual death and hell is another. It's more important that you're prepared to meet God than it is whether you live or die because of COVID. And I know it's upsetting and it's terrifying and everything else, but folks, and as it is appointed unto men once to die and after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And to them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. We need to seek the Lord's help in Romans 10, looking at verse 12. Romans 10, beginning in verse 12. Cleansing the leper. In Romans 10 and 12, the Bible says, For there is no difference between Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You know, here was a little maid in Syria taken captive, but she knew the Lord. And she knew there was a God in Israel, and she knew there was help for this man, the Syrian, a help that only could be found in God. And she pointed uh, Naaman and, and what have you to him, uh, to, to the Lord, to be, uh, to be saved from leprosy. But, you know, how can they hear from you? If somebody doesn't tell them, let me say this. If you're saved by the grace of God, you know there's a cure for the sickness of sin. And and you know what? Bless God, let's get busy telling people that Jesus is mighty to save from the leprosy of sin. Folks, I don't want my worst enemy to die and go to hell because hell is a place where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. It's a place of torment, eternal torment. And how shall they uh, preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, 
and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Folks, you know what? God began to produce some faith in Naaman when he heard that there was a God in Israel, and there was hope for the leper to be cleansed. There's hope for all lepers that are dealing with the leprosy of sin to be cleansed from their sin. There's hope, there's help in the Lord, but we need to seek the Lord. If you will look at me to Acts chapter 10, excuse me, Acts chapter 10. <clears throat> Here's a fellow. Here was a fellow that was religious and for all of his religion, and he was trying to follow what he believed was the true religion, the religion of the Jews, was not saved, did not have victory over his sin. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 1, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the uh, band called the Italian band. Now, this wasn't a musical band, amen. This was a band of soldiers that occupied the country. But he was a man, the Bible says in verse 2, a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Here's a man who's, who's trying to be religion, following the religion of the Jews. He's had contact with them trying to, to, to uh, have a relationship with God. In verse 3, he saw a, in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. I mean, you know, folks, God knows what's going on in every human heart. God knows what we want, and we, if we seek him, he knows it. Here was Cornelius trying to seek God according to the Jews' religion. He was not yet saved. He, was, he, held, he dealt with the same leprosy that all sinners deal with, the leprosy of sin. And he knew, and God heard his prayers, and in verse 5, And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. God had already prepared Peter to go and talk to this, this, Jew, this Gentile. And, and the Jews didn't have any dealings with the, the Gentiles. Peter was struggling. God took care of it with a vision. We won't read that part. Look at Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. And looking at verse 11 through 14. Now Peter is recounting. He is recounting to the church in Jerusalem just his dealings with Cornelius and what happened. And... <clears throat> Acts chapter 11, and uh, let's begin in verse 11. And he saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it were, uh, had been a, a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, When God hath cleansed, call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up into heaven. Now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision had, which he had seen should mean, behold, uh, the men that were, which were sent of Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's, uh, in, in, uh, inquire for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, there are three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing. For I have sent them unto thee. God is directing here. Here's a man seeking the Lord, looking for help in God, and God is directing. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom, whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, a just man, and one that feared God and of good report among all the nation of the Jews was warned of God, from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear of thee words. Then <clears throat> called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, now <clears throat> Peter went away with them and certain brethren of Joppa from Joppa accompanied him. And on the morrow after they had entered in Caesarea and Cornelius waited for them. And he called together his kinsmen and near friends. And, and as Peter was coming in, uh, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up and saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. 
Now, he's got a problem. He doesn't quite know how to worship God. He's been trying to do it according to, to the Jews' religion and what have you. He was not yet saved, had not yet dealt with the leprosy of his sin. <clears throat> Verse 27. And as, a, and as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, You know that a, it is an unlawful thing for a man that is Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore I came unto you without gainsaying, and as soon as I was sent for, and I asked therefore for what intent you have sent me. And Cornelius said that four days ago I was fasting and until uh, this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and, and uh, said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon, a tanner by the seaside, who, shall, uh, who uh, when he cometh, shall speak unto thee. And immediately, therefore, I send unto thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now, therefore, we are willing, we are all here present before uh, God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. <clears throat> the Bible says, In every nation, he that feareth him and is accepted. Uh, uh, and worketh uh, righteous is accepted of him. And the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I say unto you, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preacheth, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all with, that were uh, oppressed of the devil, for God was witness. And he's telling you, what is he doing? He's preaching the gospel to them. <clears throat> he says here in verse 40 how God raised him up from the, the raised him up the third day and showed him openly. <clears throat> in verse 43, to him give all the wit, uh, prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall, shall receive remission of sins. Now here we find that God was directing Peter to Cornelius who did not yet know the Lord. And he needed to be saved, and he could only be saved from the leprosy of his sin through preaching the gospel and embracing that gospel. He was seeking God, and God saw to it that he heard that message. If you will, not only to seek help from the Lord, but look back to 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5. <clears throat> And let's look at verse 9. 2 Kings chapter 5, looking at verse 9. So Naaman came with his horses, his chariot, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Now he's given him the cure. He's given him the cure. He said, go to Jordan and wash seven times. Dip yourself seven times, and you're going to be clean. Now, folks, God has given us the cure for sin by grace through faith in the Christ that died and was buried and rose again. But you know something? Just like Elisha, just like a Naaman, sometimes people get mad because, you know what? They don't like God's cure for the leprosy of sin. Some would say, you know what? Well, I think my baptism is good enough to wash away my sins, to cleanse me from the leprosy of my sin. Oh, what about my good works? What about my religion? And on and on and on the list goes. And yet God says to us, the cure, the only cure is Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen again. Now watch the response of Naaman, verse 11. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. You know, here he was looking for something spectacular to happen. And all God said was, Listen, Naaman, go do what I said and you'll be clean. Go do what I said and be clean. You know, the, the second thing is we need to trust in the help of God. Not try to do it ourselves. You know, Naaman said, well, I think this is the way it ought to happen. 
This is the, 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 the grand spectacle that ought to happen. I'm going to go there. He's going to come out and say, ta-ta, I'm here. I'm going to put my hands on you, and you're going to be healed. Nothing like that. Nothing like that happened. But there was help for him if only he believed God and take God at his word. You know what is it? What is it to, to believe God? To believe his word, take God at his word, trust him that what he has said is what we need. Naaman, is, he's blocked. He said, now wait a second, this isn't going the way I think it ought to go. Well, what really matters? What you and I think or what God says? There was a cure. There was help for Naaman. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. <coughs> God had help for Naaman. God directed Naaman to the prophet. But suddenly, <coughs> it's not going the way he thought it ought to go. There's only one hope and help for sin and the leprosy of sin. It's in what God, God's plan for dealing with sin. God's plan for dealing with sin is Christ crucified, buried, and risen again. The gospel. If you will, look with me to Matthew 9. Matthew 9. <clears throat> look at verse 9. Matthew 9, beginning in verse 9. <clears throat> Matthew 9, looking at verse 9. <clears throat> and as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named uh, Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. He's a tax collector. The IRS, amen. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> you know, we're about to give more power to the IRS in America. What a blessing. Not really. <clears throat> sitting at the receipt of custom, he saith to him, follow me. And he, he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? Now, you know what? They imagined that somehow they were better than other men are. You know, in the Luke chapter 18, and we won't look there, but in Luke 18, the Bible says Christ spoke a parable unto certain that which trusted themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went to the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisees prayed and stood, up, stood and prayed thus with themselves, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are. Meaning, I'm not a sinner. Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? Who is not a sinner? God says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. These religious Pharisees said, wait a second. Jesus eats with sinners? What's wrong with him? What was Christ's response? Verse 12. But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, they that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. <clears throat> but go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know what, folks? God doesn't want anything to do with our sacrifices. You know, the Jews, God required sacrifices not so they put their trust in the sacrifice, but as a picture of the Christ that would sacrifice himself for them and all men. So that we could find cleansing through the power of the blood we sang about this morning. There's power in the blood to cleanse us from all of our sins if we'll only trust God, if we'll only look to him. You know, these religious Pharisees, they said, you know what, I'm not sick. You know, if you go to the doctor and he tells you you're sick and you say, I'm not sick. Is it the doctor's fault that you're dumb? <laughs> that you won't listen? The doctor diagnoses your sickness. Because of symptoms and any number of things. Christ, the great physician, told these religious Pharisees, you know what, you are sick. And the sickness you have is the same as the sickness that these sinners have. 
You're, you're as sick as they are, though you're religious. Wow, that was more than they could bear. And in Luke 13 and verse 1, Luke 13 and 1, you know, I remember years ago I sat down with a fellow across his, uh, his living room table and was going through the gospel with him talking about sin. And at one point the guy looked at me and all I was doing was going through scripture with him. At one point he looked at me and he said, you know what? How demeaning. You're calling me a sinner. Well, he got the message. Even though I never said one time, you're a sinner. I took him through scripture and showed him and God was showing him God was convicting him, and he said, how demeaning, how humiliating. You're telling me I'm a sinner? And I said, what is God saying? And I said, it's not just you, it's me, it's all of us. We're all sinners in need of a Savior. We all have the same sickness, Luke 13 and 1. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And they imagined that these Galileans were terrible people because they suffered such things. Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Or those 18 upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, you shall all likewise perish. You know what, folks? You and I cannot look at anybody else and say that somehow that we're better than they are because we're not. Even Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. One of the greatest missionaries that ever lived. But you know what he, he, he said? That God had mercy on him. God showed grace to him as God wants to show grace and mercy to all sinners because we all need it. But we're going to have to trust that what God says is the right cure, the right answer. You're not, no one's going to stand up before God someday and say, well, I was baptized as a baby even. And then I got baptized, I got so wet. I mean, that's good, isn't it? That cleansed me of my leprosy? No. Baptism is not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have a clear conscience, forgiveness of sins, because we put our faith and trust in Christ, who died for all sinners, to cleanse us from the leprosy of sin. Our help has to be in the Lord, and we have to trust Him. Look at Luke 15. Luke 15 and verse 10. Jesus said this, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. What does it mean to repent? It, mean, it, it, it means that when God shows you your sin and your sinfulness, the Bible says, Godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of. It means we realize, you know what, I am a sinner. I have a disease. And it's a disease that affects what I do, what I say, how I live and will finally take me to hell. And we realize that. God's shown it to us. And yet, you know what? What we want is to turn from that and trust Christ with all of our heart because we know and believe that he's the cure, the only answer. There's joy in heaven over one sinner that repented. Look at verse 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons, the one and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me, and he, he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in one. Now here he is, he's gotten his inheritance, he's gone out and he's blown it. That's like a guy that maybe won the lottery, went out and blew it all. Now the lotteries today are huge. I think to myself, how can anybody spend all that money? But there have been people who have managed to do so. <laughs> and often they're not spending on anything good. This man spent all on riotous living. Folks, you know what? He threw caution to the wind, went out and spent everything. Wasted it. Wasted his life. 
and began to be in want. And he went and joined himself, verse 15, to a citizen of that country. And he sent, unto him, and he sent him into, into his fields to feed swine. You know, one of the worst things for a Jew is to be around a pig. They're unclean animals. If this man's a Jew, he's out in the swine. He's out in the hog pen feeding the hogs. I've ever been, how, how many have ever been around a hog pen? I've been within, yeah, you guys raised them. I've been around them. The smell is, is wonderful. Wrong. It's one of those nastiest smells on the face of the earth. Now listen. That's how our sin smells in the, in the, in the nostrils of the Holy God. Our sin is that bad. He's in the, feeding the pigs. Verse 16, And he would have fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. Now, you know what? If this, was not, this was not some scam. Here was a man who finally, because of his sin, found himself in the hog pen and realized, you know what, I'm a mess. But I know if I turn toward home, toward God the Father, I'll find mercy, I'll find grace, I'll find help for the sickness and leprosy of my sin. <clears throat> he rose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Now, you know what, folks? God is waiting for any sinner who responds to his word and realizes and recognizes through the work of the Holy Spirit that, you know what? I'm a mess, and I need God. And we began to reach out to God. Here the man turned toward home, and God was waiting. God the Father was waiting to save him, to cleanse him, and give him a new home. Amen. Let's read on. <clears throat> Ran and fell on him, had compassion, fell on his neck, kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said unto his servants, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and a shoe on his, shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us be merry, eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again was lost and is found, and they began to be married. You know, what a blessing, folks. You know, it's terrible that the man had gone and wasted his life, his young life. But his life, listen, his life was saved by the grace of our Heavenly Father. Here was a man whose leprosy took him to the hog pen and to a life that was wasted. And you know what, folks? The Lord redeemed him and said, you know what? Here, let me clean you up. Let me cleanse you. Let me, listen, let me give you a new beginning. Amen. A new beginning. The cleansing of the leper. Folks, we've got to trust in the help of God. We can't help ourselves. Amen. I remember as a 19-year-old young person involved with drugs and alcohol, and I was, I, 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 two weeks before I got saved, I was stoned. And I thought, look at my messed up life. I thought, what is wrong with me? And God directed my steps to where I went to an independent Baptist church. The, the preacher got up and preached the gospel to me, and I got saved by the grace of God. I trusted in the help of God for even someone like me. As messed up as I was at 19, I thought, if I persist, I'm going to destroy myself. And I've often wondered what my life would have been like but for the grace of God. What is your life like? Are you saved by the grace of God? Have you, or have you wasted, ruined some things? If you're alive and well, there's still hope for you. There is help for you if you'll trust in the Lord. So look to him for the help. Look at Luke 5. Luke 5, verses 12 and 13. Luke 5, verses 12 and 13. And it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, 
who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him and saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. You know, some people struggle not with God's ability to cleanse them, but whether he wants to cleanse them. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what the sin is. There's grace and mercy and love for you. There's forgiveness for you. There's cleansing for you. But you're going to have to trust that God wants to. Not just that he can, but that he wants to. This fellow said, you know what? I know you can do it. But do, do you want to? He said, I will. Be thou clean. The Lord loves you, wants to cleanse you. 1 John 1. But you're going to have to trust him, folks. You know, the problem that <clears throat> Naaman had was a problem that a lot of people do have. They expect that they can set the terms for cleansing. That their religion or their righteousness or whatever is, is acceptable enough. They don't have to come the way of the cross. Yet we sing a song, the way of the cross leads home. The way of the cross leads home. Naaman said, I've got a, I can go over to, and, and, and dunk in this other river. It, it'll be cleaner. And, you know, the Jordan was a muddy river. Just like the Missouri. I remember when we had a fellowship at, we were out playing in the muddy Missouri River over by Medora. You know, when we got out of it, we looked like a muddy mess. White t-shirt that looked like it was brown and some other things. I think the Jordan was something like that. It wasn't about the river water. It was about the God that said, go dunk in the river. The power of God is what saves us, not us. It's the power of God that cleanses us. First John 1 and verse 5, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanseth us from all sin. All sin, all sin and forever. All sin at one time and forever. You know, Look back to 2 Kings 5. Look at verse 12. 2 Kings 5, look at verse 12. Are not Abana and Parfar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned away and went away in a rage. Folks, you know what? He wasn't willing to humble himself at this point. And admit the only way he was going to get cleansed and healed was through what God said he was to do. He was mad, he was angry, but you know what? Something happened. Look at verse 13. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet bid thee do some great thing, thou wouldst, wouldst not thou have uh, done it? How much better than, <clears throat> better than when he saith that he wash and be clean? And he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a, a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God, and, and he and all his company. He came and stood before him, and he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. You know what, folks? He finally trusted in the Lord's help. And lastly, he rejoiced in the Lord's help. He had found help for leprosy, the incurable disease. The spiritual leprosy that you and I deal with is sin and sinners. Only God can cleanse us from it. But folks, when we do, when we, we trust the Lord, do you know what, folks? What a blessing. What a time of rejoicing. Does that make us perfect in our, in our behavior? No. But it makes us secure in our future. Our sins are forgiven. As far as the east is from the west, so far as they removed our transgressions from us, they're never to be remembered against us again. 
cleansed, saved, saved, saved. Luke 19. Luke 19. Let's begin in verse 1. Luke 19 and 1. And as Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And here's a man seeking the Lord. Verse 4. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he, that he, he accidentally stumbled upon Zacchaeus. Is that what it says? And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they that saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. You know, he's... He's performing restitution. He's, getting, he's gotten saved by the grace of God. He received Christ joyfully, trusted Christ. What was Zacchaeus? A sinner. A thief. And yet God was merciful to him. Verse 9, And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation. Come to this house. For as much as he is also a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. How many times has the joy bells rung in heaven over one sinner that repenteth? And, and listen now, there are corresponding joy bells in the heart of every sinner that repents and believes Christ, trusts him for the help to cleanse them from their sin. Let me tell you something, the cleansing of a leper, Naaman, what a huge thing. This is not a cunningly devised fable, but the truth of God's word that God does, did in his heart, and listen now, can and will do in your heart. Are you saved today, or are you carrying the leprosy of sin? When did God cleanse you from the leprosy of sin? When did God show you just how you really are? And I don't care how religious you are. You're still a sinner in need of a Savior. You're still a leper. Amen. Still a leper in need of cleansing. Are you saved today? If not, you can be. If you'll only trust Him. If you'll only trust Him. Let's pray. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about this message, or if you would like information about our church, please visit us online at bbcdickinson.com.